This is the Diary of an Apartment Investor podcast, and I'm your host, Brian Briscoe. Now, this podcast is designed for the aspiring apartment investor and literally gives them the opportunity to ask the questions that will help them get to the next level. So if you're an aspiring apartment investor, this podcast is for you. Now, this podcast is brought to you by the Tribe of Titans Multifamily Educational Community. It's your one-stop shop for learning how to succeed at apartment investing. Welcome to another episode of the Diary of an Apartment Investor podcast. I'm your host, Brian Briscoe, and this is another one of our multifamily brief episodes. Today, I wanted to talk about you know how to get deals done right now. I mean, technically, you know, we are still in a seller's market. I've talked with a lot of people who keep their finger on the pulse of the market, and we are still in a seller's market, even with interest rates going up. And why are we still in a seller's market? There's more demand to purchase than there is supply that's selling. And that's really kind of the factor that determines whether we're a buyer or a seller's market. And, you know, sellers can a lot of times still dictate terms and still dictate pricing, you know? So for the most part, you know, we as buyers, and honestly, I'm on both sides of the fence right now. We've got a couple of properties we're selling. We as buyers, we do have to realize what type of environment we're in. Interest rates are relatively high, you know, relatively high if you compare them to two, you know, one and two years ago. It was this time last year where the Fed raised interest rates the first time and anyway, so we, we've seen a substantial increase in interest rates recently, which has made it a little bit more difficult to purchase properties. And really, I mean, that, that's what it is. It's, it's been a little bit more difficult to purchase properties. So, you know, your your debt service has, has been a lot higher. You know, a year ago, you know, Fannie and Freddie could have given you loans in the 3% range. You know, and right now in most products, you're getting, you know, mid fives, sometimes even low sixes on your Fannie Freddies, depending on what type of market you're in, the size of the property, the debt service, the LTV and, and whatnot. So how do you make some deals work? Well, first thing I'm going to suggest is see if you can find a property where you can assume the loan. You know, two of our coaching clients right now are doing exactly that. They're going in, they're assuming a three point something percent interest rate loan. And that makes a lot of the numbers work out. Yeah. 3% debt versus five or 6% debt, of course. You know, but when you do that, you just have to make sure that there's enough time left on the loan term that, you know, you're not in a bind a year, you know, six months, year, two years from now. So all of your agency loans are assumable. I mean, your Fannies and your Freddies. And a lot of your other commercial loans are also assumable as well. So that's just something to ask, you know, when you're putting in offers or when you're talking with brokers and just ask the question, is the loan assumable? Now, typically when you assume a loan, you're going to come in with a little bit more equity. And with today's deals, with the biggest big disparity between rates from, you know, a year to two years ago and rates now, it may actually be more advantageous to come in with 40% equity with a loan assumption at a lower interest rate than it is to get a brand new loan at a higher interest rate and start making those higher debt service payments. I mean, your debt service payments end up being about the same and you probably end up having to raise about the same amount of capital anyway. So long story short on those deals, you know, instead of getting you know 75% leverage like you were able to get a year or two ago, come in at 60% leverage, get that you know, loan assumption done. And, you know, you can start out at a three or a 4% loan instead of, you know, fives and sixes like right now. Something else is just to, to look at your structure. You know, how are you structuring your deals? Kind of the bell of the ball over the last couple of years were the quick flips. You know, you'd see a lot of syndicators 
you know, hold a property for 12, 14, 16 months. And the market appreciation has made it now to the point to where they could sell it and and make a decent profit. You know, so we've seen that a lot, though most people didn't intend on doing that. I think a lot of people were just looking at where the market was and saying, wow, you know, it makes a lot of sense for us to sell right now. We can cash out, we can make a lot of money. And, you know, a lot of investors weren't complaining. But, you know, right now when we're looking at deals, I don't the, the short-term hold option or the flipping option where you're coming in with a, a massive value add and you plan to sell in three years, I think a lot of times there's a little bit more risk to that because of where we are at in the economic cycle right now. We can't necessarily count on that appreciation to be there. So once again, I think a, a better model right now is let's extend things out. You know, So instead of looking at a three to five year sale, why don't we look at a seven to 10 year you know, hold time? And we can model a refinance in there. Those are a little bit tricky to do you know, properly, but you can model a refinance in there at you know, year three or year four. You know, give it enough time for natural appreciation to take its course, put a refinance in there around year three or year four, and return all the investor capital and then hold till 10 year mark. You know, and it's it's a different investment strategy. It's one that I'm I'm tending to gravitate a little more towards in, in these economic times. But what it does is it, is it puts time on your side. Absolutely, you know, over a 10-year period, the market is, you know, almost certainly to go up. Over the next year, who knows what's going to happen to the market? It, it'll probably go up, but it might not, is, is the question. So, and what this also does is this creates a passive income stream over a 10-year period instead of you know, 12 to 18 months where you might do a couple of distributions and then there, there's that big pop at the end. I'm not saying either one's right or wrong. They are different investment strategies, but we are at in the economic cycle. I'm leaning towards the, the longer term hold on the properties because we have more time for, you know, if there is a, a continued correction or if, if prices go down or if rents flatline for an extended period of time, we have time to, to see that through. Anyway, that's it for today. You know, like I said, we're working on a couple of deals like that with coaching clients where we are assuming loans and and the numbers look fantastic. So give it a try, see if it works for you. Anyway, we'll see you again on Friday when we release our next Ask the Expert episode. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening to the Diary of an Apartment Investor podcast by the Tribe of Titans. If you're still listening, you obviously liked it. So go ahead and subscribe to the podcast, leave a five-star rating and review if you haven't already, and then make sure to check out our YouTube channel, which incidentally has a ton of video content that you'll also enjoy and learn from. Now, if you're interested in being on the show, go to our website, diaryofanapartmentinvestor.com and fill out the questionnaire on the website. And for more educational content and for more information about our educational community, check us out at thetribeoftitans.info.